Welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and I would like to introduce you to industry professionals and people who successfully made their path to the video game industry. I hope that you enjoy the podcast and get useful tips that will bring you closer to achieving your dreams. Now, let's get right into the podcast. Welcome to the GameDev.TV Podcast, Ben. Welcome back. Hey, Kevin. Good to be back. Thank you. So why, why are you here? What happened? What did we release this week? We released Learn to Draw by Making Video Game Art. We are finally teaching drawing properly. Yes, the Kickstarter is out now. So tell them a little bit about... Well, actually, no, let's get into the scissor... Um, what was it called? The scissor lift? Cherry what, what, picker? Bucket lift? Yeah, what was... No, the, uh, the thing you and Grant were on in the video. Yeah, yeah, it's called, a cherry pick, it's called a cherry picker in the UK, and it's called a bucket lift in, in, uh, in the States, I think. Uh, yeah, lift, it's nice. my cherry picker. I've got a cherry picker because I'm a bit crazy. <laughs> It's uh, 60 awesome. foot, about six stories high, and I use it to get up trees and, and fix the roof and uh, generally uh, drive around the garden Grand Theft Auto style in this four-wheel drive uh, beast. It's pretty fun. That's hilarious. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, why, is, why do you have one? I, but hey, I guess it's normal in the UK. It's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing normal about the way we do things. But yeah, so let's get into the uh, Kickstarter. What is it all about for anybody who doesn't know? Well, we just need to teach people to, to draw, basically. So if you're trying to be an indie, um, then you need to be a draw, in my opinion. By indie, I mean, you know, you do everything yourself. Somewhere in there, you're going to need to draw, whether it's concept art to get your idea across, uh, whether it's actual art for, like, bone-based animation or, like, hinge joint animation for a simple 2D game, whether it's menu systems, whether it's getting your ideas across, whatever. I think we need to learn to draw, and it's the big missing part of what we do. We learn to code, we learn to do 3D modeling, we can't do drawing. So... We finally found a partner, Grant Abbott, and uh, it's time to teach the world to draw. So it's for two people. It's for indies who want to learn to draw, but it's also for anybody who wants to learn to draw the fun way by learning to draw video game art. We're just using video game art as the as the fun medium to use. You know, just like we use video games to teach people to code, we want to use video game art to teach people to draw. And then for anybody who also still doesn't know about like game dev community or anything like that, why would they go for your Kickstarter or your drawing course instead of something else? Uh, it's just going to be better because we're going to make sure it is uh, with the with the with the feedback of the people from the Kickstarter, i.e., people telling us what they want, uh, with Grant with his talent, uh, with our recipe for the way that we make courses and the way that we iterate and improve the content over time. The course sh should simply just get you drawing quicker and get you drawing better. Sounds awesome. Now, for any beginner-focused uh, students, how would you ensure that they feel like they can actually do this course and get the stuff they need out of it? So one of the first things I did is just, uh, I really can't draw. So I started with Grant saying, Grant, if you can teach these other people to draw, then you can teach me to draw and I'm hopeless. <laughs> so I worked with Grant to go through the early difficulties as a complete beginner. And we, uh, so yeah, that that's that's it. I've been through it personally in the design of the course. And if he can get me to draw, he can, he can get anybody to draw. Yeah. So I want to see one of your uh, drawings one of these days and see how, how bad you say you are. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, you're not yeah. that bad. <laughs> I, I did start pretty awful. Um, I shared like something that I drew after about an hour or two of working intensely with Grant. And I shared that in the recent AMA. So the Kickstarter, the first Kickstarter AMA, which is on the Kickstarter updates. It's in the Game Dev TV Extras course. Mm -hmm. It'll probably end up on our YouTube channel. So uh, yeah, you, maybe you can link to that or whatever. It's in there. It's mm -hmm. uh, towards the end. Awesome. Yeah. I, saw, I think I saw a little bit because I was editing the uh, AMA, but uh, it's it's really good, actually. So I thought that was actually Grant who did it, but no, that was you. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, no, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> 
after just a little bit of practice. But there's a lot of things that I didn't would have never thought of without the right person mm -hmm. guiding me along. I'd have never thought about um, things like the one way you get depth in a 2D image is to desaturate into the distance. You make it the colors less vibrant in the distance because mm -hmm. that's what happens with the atmosphere. I'd have never thought of that. Um, yeah. And, you, you know, you've got limited scope in 2D to do to, to, to make things look 3D. Uh, and that was an example. And then scale, I was getting scale all over the place. Um, so he really made me think about how big would a person be compared to that, you know, barrel, that floor, that building. Mm. And then the other major thing I think I remember learning was, um, so I did scale, desaturation, and there was another major aha, and I can't remember what it was. And some of the basics I already had, which is that I could already control a pen quite well. And apparently a lot of people can't even do that when they're trying to learn to draw. If you ask them to draw a straight line or a circle or whatever, they're moving their arm from the wrong position and they don't really, can't even control the pen right. So that's where we're gonna start, is like, start with stroke. Start with, can you even get the pen to do what you want it to? No, yeah, you that's know. a big one. <laughs> kind of important. Yeah, and then is that just with the pen, like the physical pen, or is that like a digital pen where you have to do the touchpad? It should pad? be roughly the same thing, to be honest, because mm -hmm. the, the physical pen is, the, the, the digital pen is trying to replicate the physical pen, so I guess it's- I do know there's like a disconnect where it's like, because you're not, you're like drawing on the computer, but with the pad that your brain, it's hard to like get used to that at first. Yeah, you mean when you're drawing like on a Wacom that doesn't have a screen? Yeah. Um, some tablets, of course, have a screen, and then you've got iPads and Surfaces and Android tablets that have a screen, which is cool. But yeah, yeah those Wacoms where you look at one thing and draw on the other, that can be a bit weird. Yeah, it took me um, a the, while. The whole idea is we're teaching people to draw with pen and paper. If you want to use digital, sure, there's mm -hmm. some clever things digital can do, but digital alone isn't going to be able to make you better draw. <laughs> no, yeah, um, true. It, it, Once so you... the foundational skills can be done with pen and paper. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Because you can get like little things with the paper. And once you master the paper, then you can go into the computer and do all the cool fancy stuff that allows you to. Hey, I just remember the third major thing that Grant taught me drawing that house was, and I'd never thought of this, is uh, so we draw the house and we want to suggest that it's a brick built house. And he said, just draw two or three bricks here and there. And I'm like, wow, of course that'll work. I mean, that'll suggest it's brick built, but I don't have to go and draw every single brick. And drawing every single brick not only takes forever, uh, but it kind of looks stupid and it's really hard to do it right. Mm -hmm. So just drawing a few, strangely, in a cartoony type building doesn't look out of place and totally gives the message this is brick built. Uh, so wow. lots of techniques, and, and there was about a hundred techniques like that, desaturation, scale, um, suggestion. Uh, we actually come up with about 20 different S's that people will learn in the course for <laughs> all seem to apply to drawing for some reason. 20 S's, really? Yeah, wow. like scale, shape, size, stroke, um, you know, saturation. We just found that they all seem to begin with S. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, how can students ensure they get the most out of the course? Uh, take it, <laughs> do it, uh, do, do the practice exercises, do them more. Uh, yeah, just, just put the time in, keep going, mm -hmm. believe in yourself, share, um, <laughs> repeat, rinse and repeat, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's 100% because the challenges too are the main thing and it's the big key thing that separates the game that the TV courses from other courses. To clarify, these courses, they teach drawing by creating game like art, but you don't have to do be in a game industry to take this course, right? No, no, exactly. In the same mm -hmm. way as our, our other courses are like learn to code by making games, you can mm -hmm. take that from either angle. You can uh, learn to code so that you can make games, which a bunch of people do. Uh, but there's also a bunch of people who learn to code by making games. They don't necessarily want to make games, but they want to learn to code. And a lot of self-taught coders started with video games. If you ask a lot of people from the 80s and 90s started coding, they did it by making their own simple games. Um, so absolutely, in the same way with drawing, you, you could be drawing anything to learn to draw. We just, game art's fun. Concept art, characters, environments. 
it doesn't really matter. Once you can draw that stuff out of your imagination, once you can draw, uh, you know, a dragon in a fantasy world or a dungeon or a mountain range or a character standing on a on a hilltop with a flowing scarf, if you can draw that out of your imagination, I say you can probably draw anything. So it's just a good, good example of things to draw. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And now for those new to the course and they don't really know the concept of challenges on the Kickstarter says stop and try it yourself. What do you guys mean by that? Um, yeah, so what we mean is that uh, when you're watching our videos, unlike a YouTube video, YouTube videos are amazing um, and very entertaining. But generally, when you're watching them, you don't intend you don't tend to stop and do anything during the video. So with us, uh, yeah, of course, our videos are amazing and entertaining, of course, but uh, we regularly ask you to stop and do something very specific to apply in the knowledge of what you've just learned. And those challenges. So we say, like, pause the video and draw the left leg, you know, we've just drawn the right leg, now you can draw the left leg, for example, or it could be a bigger challenge, like, you know, we've already drawn a character in a sitting pose, maybe you could try standing at drawing a character in a standing pose, or whatever the challenge is appropriate to where they are in their learning journey, we do that really regularly. And obviously, if you don't take the challenges, then you can still enjoy the course and enjoy it as a piece of entertainment, and you'll learn something. But the real key is to stop and take the take the challenge regularly. I mean, that's a big one. Practice makes perfect. If you don't Put in the effort, you probably won't get to where you want to be. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm -hmm. For the rest of the game of the TV community, what separates this course from the old GIMP course? The old game art course? Well, the other yeah. course, the GIMP course, was literally um, make 2D icons in GIMP. So it was very niche. It was just, it was just you need to make some icons. Um, and that was it. And they only went up to, you know, I can't remember, 32 by 32 pixels or 64 by 64 or something like that. It was very very scoped in on pixel art, mainly for icons in GIMP. Uh, so that's like super niche. So that was like a, you know, a, how to use timeline to make a cinematic sequence in Unity course, right? It was a very specific niche, tiny thing. Whereas this is more like the complete Unity developer. This is the complete drawing course. So this is the complete game artist. How do you become a game artist from scratch? Yeah, I'm excited because I've been waiting for this course too forever. Because I... Yeah. I've taken a couple drawing courses, but like, they're just not the same as like, you know, take a second, stop, do this and, and practice. Yeah. And now, there's more to it than that. We've thought really carefully about the syllabus, mm -hmm. but I won't bore you with that because you'll fall asleep. Oh, I don't no. bore the students go, with that either. A little, because... bit in, a little bit into No, it. no, that's cool. That's cool. It's a, we hide all that stuff, right? So mm -hmm. if we were to teach, well, we do teach maths. And when we teach programming, we don't come along and go, first, you need to learn about variables, then you need to learn about arrays, oh, yeah. and then you need to learn about, well, you, you do learn it in that order. In the same order, you'd learn it in a textbook but you don't really realize you're learning it like you're learning a textbook because the projects hide the academic syllabus. Um, so you still get like the logical learning journey, but you get it wrapped up in a series of interesting projects. It's just beautifully said. <laughs> I didn't realize that you can put it that way, basically saying you're hiding like the, the hard part of it and just showing all the fun part of it. And at the end, it's like, yeah. oh, I learned something. Yeah, oops, I learned something. <laughs> Damn, get out of my head. <laughs> Now let's go over the structure of the course. Why is it designed the way that it is with like the stroke and with advanced techniques? Um, so the reason for the structure is because uh, they are the, we talk about like the, what's the hardest thing? So in Unity, uh, or what are the common traps? So in Unity, one of the hardest things would be um, coding, just opening up the, you can play with Unity for weeks and days and months and never actually write a line of code. Mm. And then your ability to do everything else exceeds your ability to code so much that it's possibly can get really demotivated and never bother with the coding and give up. So with the, with the, um, 
with the art, there's, there's things like the basics of stroke and controlling the pin. If you haven't got that down, then as you try and do more and more advanced things, it's just going to trip you up. There's, there's the concept of simple 3D shape without perspective makes sense to learn before you go into perspective because perspective just makes things harder. So we do isometric first, which means isometric means same measurement. It means in an isometric sketch, whatever you measure, that whether it is in the scene, in the foreground or the background, it's the same size. Um, and that makes it really easy to kind of conceptualize the shapes of things and then we start to introduce perspective which is harder because you have to make some judgment calls about how big th things are the, yes there are perspective lines and the like but if you've got a cube that's offset like that's not like say say you're drawing a street scene it's very easy to work out where the shop front should be and where the pavement or the sidewalk should be not so easy to put something a, a, a crate that's on an angle down in there in perspective you've got to develop towards that so that comes a little bit later and then we need to talk about organic forms so now you're not just talking about square things that you can almost mathematically work out but now you're talking about arms and elbows and faces and bodies and, and monsters and and hillsides and then they're different again so there's a kind of natural progression of difficulty and we're following that natural progression mm -hmm. and then what would you say for anybody who gets like stuck or, or has a hard time grasping the concepts well, you're not the only one getting stuck. Millions of other people, well, not millions, but thousands of other people are getting stuck too. Be the brave one who uh, who admits you're stuck and help all those other people who are also stuck. So if, if you say, hey, I'm stuck and I'm stuck this way, you post to the forum, to the Q&A, uh, to Discord and say, hey, I'm stuck and this is how I'm stuck. And this is, you know, this is what I've produced so far. Maybe take a photo with your phone or share your digital image. Um, you know, if you sh show that vulnerability, then you'll find lots of other people say, hey, man, that's better than I did. And I'm stuck, too. And and I got through it like this. And so just be vulnerable enough to share. Say you're stuck and the teaching assistants will be there. Grant will be there a little bit um, and other students will definitely be there. So um, we'll help. Awesome. And then for people who've never taken a game to the TV course, what does the community offer for them besides the course? Like, is there a Facebook group for them? Is there what else is there for them? Yeah, so there is a 2D art Facebook group. We've had that a long time since that previous uh, GIMP course, and we're going to kind of re evolve it now into the general drawing course because we're going from being about Unity, Blender, and Unreal to Unity, Blender, Unreal, and Drawing now, which mm -hmm. is awesome. So uh, this is a Facebook group, and it's a 1,000 and something people now, but once we start directing everybody there, it should be up in the more like 10, 20,000 size, which is a really nice size because it, just like the Unity and the Blender and the Unreal groups, it gives you enough people to um, to get good conversations going and quick responses, mm -hmm. uh, but few enough people that it's not massive and public feeling. So um, there's a Discord channel already uh, for the live chat. There will be a forum area as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, so for like when people are taking this course, how should they proceed? Like how should they structure their day so that they can get the best out of the course? Like should they draw like an hour a day? Should they, how should they do stuff like that? Uh, I don't want to prescribe that because people could be uh, really successful in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. So definitely uh, somebody sat down for an hour a day and consistently, they'd do amazing. Of course they would, because you know, you don't slip backwards. You, uh, you're, you start today as good as you were yesterday. Um, and you add a little bit and you add a little bit. So of course that's going to work. Yeah. Um, even doing 10 minutes a day is going to help. You know, they've got a big context shift, a lot of time spent getting into it and out of it. So maybe 10 minutes is not enough, but maybe it is. It's a lot better than not doing anything, but an hour a day would be amazing. But the other thing is that you may not do anything for a few months and then you might just obsess about it for a week or two and that might work for you. So don't stress just, um, I think one thing that's really helped me is to, is to leave things half done some of the time. So if you're going along and you've done a challenge and you finished a, say you finished a section and you're like, oh, I finished that section. Just resist the urge to stop there. Maybe just start the next section and get halfway through the first challenge of the next section, then stop. 
because then you'll be drawn back to it. Be like, I, you know, there's this open loop there. I, I can, I know how to. It's really easy. There's no fear. There's no oh, what. I'm not sure. I can't be bothered. So yeah, kind of. I, I suggest do what you set out to do. I'm going to finish this section today. Cool, and then just do a tiny bit extra and leave yourself with an open, open bracket. You know, if you like, have an open bracket as a programmer, you've got to close it sometime, or you go a bit crazy. Leave an open bracket and keep coming back to it. Also, don't forget those uh, semicolons. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, uh, I know, right? It's oh, it's funny because there's that joke where it's like, why doesn't it? It knows it's not there. Why doesn't it just put it in there? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. For some people, how long would you think the course would be? Like, you know, like the game uh, the Unity one was like 50 hours. How long do you think this one's going to be? Yeah, the Unity one got a bit too big in a way, so it's going to be as long as necessary, but as short mm-hmm. as possible. So that's a, a fine line in between there. So as long as necessary means long enough to get people drawing indie game art. So not photorealistic art, of course not. That takes years and decades um, of practice, but capable concept art, character art, environment art for indie games. So as long as that takes. Now that's going to be at least fifteen hours of course taking, mm-hmm. with probably another. Uh, realistically, you're going to spend a bit more time withdrawing, quite a lot more time doing challenges than you would with, say, programming. Because a programming challenge might take you five minutes, whereas a uh, art challenge might well take you an hour. So if the course is as short as 15 hours, expect to spend two or three times that in practices. Um, so it's going to take you a month or two to really to finish um, if you put a reasonable amount of time in. And it could be as long as 40 hours, but we don't want it to be any longer than that because it's not necessary. We're going to focus your time on the challenges and on being concise. We want to concisely tell you some techniques and give you some challenges, and we want you to put the time in the challenges. So the course length in terms of the video playing hours, we want to be as low as possible so that you can spend as much time as possible actually drawing and practicing for yourself. No, but it'll great. be 20 to, 20 to 40 hours is the straightforward sh- short answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because too long, people get a little afraid. They're like, oh, I'll never finish the course. Yeah probably Mm -hmm. true now is there any resource requirements or is it just paper and pen yeah no just paper and pen colored pencils ideally uh, and and pen Um, and then if anything digital you want to use you're welcome you want to use an ipad with procreate great but it's expensive but it's good Um, you want to use uh, a windows tablet with uh, or or a surface with whatever you use go for it photoshop or critter grant will be using critter Uh, you want to use a mac or pc with a wacom tablet awesome Um, do your thing and now do you encourage students to share their uh, art that they make? Of course, all of it, however good or bad, please. And then if they're afraid, what would you tell them? Like, it's okay, like, just share it and you'll get good feedback? But I would say be afraid and do it anyway. <laughs> be afraid and do it anyways. But no, yeah, the community is really great. Everybody loves to share their work. Everybody's friendly. Everybody loves to give good feedback. So don't be afraid to share your art. Yeah, or be afraid and do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just do it. For yeah, anyone it. new to the community, how can... How can you guys help them achieve some of their like drawing goals? Like, is there, is there like, um, is the communities uh, good at doing that with like, goalkeeping or, or you guys have like anything to help with like goals? Well, the course itself will be structured with a series of goals. So they're going to want to finish the current section, the current project they're on, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So that's that's built in. Um, and then, you know, we, we put out game jams and we might start to include art in game jams in the future. I'm not promising that, but it could okay. be a good idea, an that's art cool. jam. Um, and then we can do, you know, the community itself regularly organize challenges between themselves. So, yeah, there'll be plenty of ways to be challenged. And that's before we come up with any new project projects about challenge. We've, we've got something to do with challenging people in the pipeline, but it probably it won't be till mid next year. Mm-hmm. And then so there's already plenty there. People who have never even like been in the community. What exactly is the game that TV community? What is all this? A <laughs> Bun- bunch of crazy people who love making games who are they're all friendly. They're all just decent bunch of people aged between i don't know there's a large range right but the central age would be between 20 and 
40 probably, but, you know, we've got 10-year-olds mm. and we've got 80-year-olds. Um, men and women from all around the world, a lot of people in the States, um, a lot of people in the UK, but we actually have students in every single country in the world. And they all meet on either Discord, live chat, or Disc um, course, which is our forum, or on the Udemy Q&A, or uh, on the Facebook groups, and or around the, the podcast, you know, um, on YouTube. And uh, yeah, we they create together, they learn together, they challenge each other. Um, it's good sort of pretty mm -hmm. awesome community it is pretty awesome everybody's getting very uh, involved now with the podcast and on instagram and it's it's kind of incredible it's like the snowball effect i'm just seeing everyone being like i love game dev tv i love the ben tristam and rick they're crazy crazy people and they're helping us learn stuff i'm <laughs> like yeah <laughs> love them because they're crazy yeah. crossed eyes. Uh, and now is this yeah, I, I mean they don't see me so much these days right i mean i'm yeah. i'm full time on game dev tv but i'm i'm it's there are 20 odd people now so i spend a lot of time on uh, very not game dev things on culture and business systems and and finances and 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 mission and vision and values and and and, and all this stuff which is really important for it to run a bit more independently i don't get a lot of time to teach uh, i don't make a lot of time to teach uh, these days but that's fine you know i'm still here guys and i still love you all i'm just uh, doing my thing uh like from a distance yeah because it's growing now so you like there needs to be time to step back and be like all right we got to handle this so that way it can grow back bigger <laughs> I, I wish i was that cool just stand back and like yeah we got to handle this <laughs> it's, it's a bit more haphazard than that but yeah mm -hmm. i'll you take think, i'll take that you think down the road you'll go back to like doing a course or something i keep saying i keep threatening to um but I also keep wiggling out of it one way or the other. It's just that other people can do the courses better than I can is the, is the harsh reality. There are better people for every subject than, than, than me. And yes, I can teach pretty much any subject because I'm very versatile, but that also means I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none. So uh, the thing that I'm even more uniquely qualified to do than teach courses is to, is to uh, create the business system that you guys don't see, you know, the co community don't really necessarily see how much machinery there is to coordinate everything with the way that videos are, uh, you know, instructors are found and then, and then we, uh, and then the agreements are made with them and then the course is planned and prototyped. And then the videos are, are created to our standard and all the images are the right standard and spec, and then everything gets up loaded and then everything gets updated and then the teaching assistants and then they're paid and then uh, it just there's a million things right mm -hmm. uh, before the video even gets to to our platform um to think about and and the systems have to be there to coordinate all that so exactly. that's my job same thing with like the podcast like there's a lot of things behind the scenes for me to even get people on and questions and all that stuff and it's amazing just, what you've done with the podcast oh yeah thank awesome. you appreciate it yeah it's it's a uh, it's been great though i've been meeting a lot of cool people ceos to drawers to programmers and just sharing their story nice is the Kickstarter for Udemy teachable or both? Both, yeah. Yeah, we've got migrations both ways now. So if you're on a Udemy course and you want to get the teachable course as a migrator tool, and we're putting together a migration tool to go the other way as well. If you've got it on teachable and you want it on Udemy, once a month you'll be able to migrate across. Um, there are some restrictions by Udemy on how easy that is to do, but we can work around it. Um, so yeah, either, both either. Some people like them in one place, some like them in the other, some like them in both. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if anybody who doesn't know, who is the instructor? Uh, Grant, Grant Abbott, he's a, check him out, A-double-B-I-double-T, check him out on YouTube, um, maybe you could link it uh, somewhere wherever you can, but um, mm -hmm. he's been teaching Blender and drawing uh, for years, and he's an awesome guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you guys will hear more about him next week when I do the podcast with him. Yeah. And then why Kickstarter out of all those things? 
Why? Uh, it's just uh, that that genuinely is just because we've done it loads of times before. I mean, why do we kickstart a course rather than just creating the course? Because we want uh, a few things. It's really important to us if we're going to commit months and months of work to make a course that it's something that people want. And the Kickstarter, the primary purpose is to validate that this is something people want. If they're willing to pay us for it now and trust us to make a great course, then we're going to put the effort in to make a great course. It also gives us a community of people who can tell us what they want from the course. So, you know, they tell us that they want the course and then they tell us what they want in the course, particularly when we get to the stretch goal phase. So um, they're the two fundamental reasons. It also gives us the funds to be able to, for the instructor to be able to spend those weeks and months it takes to make the course pre-revenue because, you know, you don't get any revenue from the course until you've made a few hours of it and got it out there selling. Mm -hmm. So it basically just makes it possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then when will the first few uh, lectures come out? <laughs> so um, I'm not sure exactly when they'll be out, but Jan January is the January. basic target. Well, that's yeah. soon. Wow. The, fir the first lecture should be out in January. Ooh, can't wait. No is pressure, it be Grant, like... if you're listening. <laughs> Grant, you got this. Is it going to be like all the sections like all at once or is it going to be slowly like video over time? Oh, no. F f yeah, drip fed as always. So that if, if there's any issues that we haven't anticipated with the course, people will tell us and we'll fix fix everything. Um, yeah, we don't, we never dump a, a complete course on Udemy. The courses these days tend to land pretty complete, but on our site, they tend to land and they, they, you tend to be able to experience them as they come out, which gives you an opportunity to give feedback and to get the content as early as possible. And for people who don't know, what is the difference between Teachable and Udemy? Not a lot. You take your videos, um, and you, you enjoy it. So Udemy, um, if you want all of your online courses in one place, you can have them all on Udemy. Uh, and then you've got our courses and other people's. If you want all your game dev TV courses in one place, then Teachable's the place to be. Yeah, we, Teachable, I mean, we use the word Teachable. We might change the platform behind the scenes. Really, it's just the game dev TV website. Okay. Um, I, they have very, very similar feature set. Uh, there's nothing that Udemy can do that teach, that our site can't, I believe. There's a few things we do that Udemy uh, isn't necessarily as good at at the moment, like, well, we have a dark theme. If you prefer dark theme, that's the biggest difference rather than mm -hmm. a light theme. It's the best thing. Um, yeah, you've got um, the discussions. If you want, if you prefer using our forum for discussions rather than the Udemy Q&A, then our discussions are built in below the videos. They're integrated into our forum. Um, then you've got 1080p streaming on everything, which is guaranteed on our site. Um, but either way, we don't mind whether you take it on Udemy or Teachable, wherever you prefer or both. And then uh, there's been a like little icon on the bottom right of the GameDev.TV website, like the support. What is that? Mm. So we are, we're trialing live chat support at the moment, which is that means that somebody is there um, not 24 hours a day, but as much as possible um, to answer questions. Yeah. yeah, so it's live chat because we figure that in this day and age, it would be good for, for the moment, it's only for potential customers um, rather than for existing customers. Of course, that includes existing customers who are on the verge of buying a new course, but it's all on our sales pages rather than on our course taking pages. Uh, we would like to be able to afford to roll out live chat across the board. We're not sure we're going to be able to do that on the current financial model. You can't buy a course for $10 and have support, including live support from staff for, forever for one flat fee. We haven't found a way of doing that yet, um, but we that's what we're doing. We're trialing it for sa from a sales point of view, and we'd love to include it further in the business if it's successful. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. For people who may be a little cautious, what are the risks in like funding a Kickstarter? Or like putting money into one well with us it's, it is actually genuinely pretty low because we're a team mm -hmm. of people rather than just one person even if somebody literally gets hit by a bus will get the course done one way or the other we've done it before this is our seventh kickstarter so with us it is there's not a huge risk the reward is pretty high which is that you get to make this thing happen and make a course that's out there that's one of the best ways of teaching people to learn to draw um but in general when backing a kickstarter <clears throat> well one risk is it doesn't fund if it doesn't fund though you don't pay anything Mm -hmm. you're just pledging to pay if it funds you know if the total pledges exceed the goal 
which in this case is 25,000, then you get your money gets taken and we have to make the course. Um, but if it doesn't fund, your money doesn't get taken. So there's no risk there. There's not really a lot of risk. The risk is that, you know, the course funds and then we don't make it, but that's never happened before. And I don't see why any reason we're going to start doing that now. You know, no, exactly. Once we've had thousands of people uh, ask us to make a course, we're going to make the course. Mm -hmm. We may be a little bit late. You have to excuse that. But, you know, Elon Musk's late on everything, so we can be too. <laughs> yeah, right. He'll get to Mars eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, it kind of only—it's only every uh, however many years, twelve or whatever it is—that it's actually close enough to Earth to sensibly get to. So, <laughs> at least we don't have that. Yeah, right. At least, at least the course will come out of bench. It, it should be sooner than the twelve years. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be shipping early next year. What are the different tiers? That you so the most basic tier is naming the credits, which is if you don't really want the course, but you do want to be uh, down in history as somebody who supported this as an idea, as a way of learning to draw, then three pounds naming credits. Uh, Price may vary in your local currency. The general one is the full course access. It gets, uh, gets you the, draw, the course uh, starting in January. Then there's a draw with a friend, which is, hey, I'd like this, but I'd like to kind of learn with a friend. And you could synchronize your learning with a friend that gets you a second course cheaper. And then we start to add in uh, the other grant courses, the courses that grant features in or features in heavily, uh, mm -hmm. such as the blender course and the character course. Um, then the back catalog, that's for people who want all our past courses. And then there's a lifetime membership. Remember, we only ever offer lifetime membership or historically, we've only ever offered lifetime membership during Kickstarter. So this is your opportunity to get access to the lifetime membership lounge, to be uh, get access to all our previous uh, Kickstarters and to get access to all our future courses as well. Mm -hmm. and, that's a, and that's then there's a, a corporate sponsorship. So if you're mm -hmm. listening out there, guys, we've already got one cor corporate sponsor. That's awesome. Um, we need to go and thank them. I didn't realize we had. So uh, we need to find out who our corporate sponsor is and thank them. But yes, if you want to uh, advertise your company inside the course, not like cheesy adverts all through the course, but there would be one dedicated video somewhere easy to find in the course where you can say, hey, we're looking for people who can draw 3D artists, 2D artists in this case. Uh, this is what it's like at our company. If you want that in the course, in there forever uh, and to, going out to hundreds of thousands of people over the coming years, let us know or back it at the, uh, at the corporate sponsor level. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And is there any type of like portfolio lecture, like where people can learn how to put their art somewhere and get it out to the world, like to uh, possible employers? Um, not at the moment. That's probably going to be a stretch goal. But to be honest, putting a portfolio together is not difficult, right? In its simplest form, you print it out or you take it on paper or you... Um, or you just stick it on online somewhere. So I don't think we need to give too much advice. It's more a question of what's the quality of the work in the portfolio. I think that actually putting a portfolio together is simple. It's, it's have you got anything worth showing in it? And automatically, if you're interested in art for games, by doing following this course and doing all its challenge exercises, if you really put effort into those, that will become your portfolio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's the same thing we said before. Be afraid, don't be afraid. Share your stuff because then it's when you get feedback. And if people see, you never know who sees it. But Facebook, someone or might see, but you know what, you're really good. Let me, uh, let me hire you for some type of a job for the uh, for the tiers. What's the stretch goal is going to be like? Or is that a secret until uh, we hit the mark? That's secret until we get a little bit closer. At around 20-something, we'll start talking about stretch goals. And we want the community to tell us what stretch goals should be. That's one of the other major points of a Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, is there going to be a type of like mentorship type of thing where you can have like someone to help with like the, the course? Or is that just still like off the... Uh... Yeah, not one-to-one, -one, but you've got your peers, you've got the teaching assistants and... Um, yeah, that, that's it at the moment. We like mentorship or coaching. We haven't really, when we do that, we'll do it across the board for all courses. Um, we might trial it on one or two and then that, but that at the moment doesn't exist. Mm -hmm, okay. And now what do you hope that the community gets out of this course? Confidence, confidence in the ability to draw a new skill, new friends, 
So, yeah. Yeah, confidence skills and friends yes confidence skills and friends i like that thank you everybody for being part of the community i'm really excited that that many of you are going to learn to draw for the first time um and uh, yeah just thanks for being awesome awesome and then you know like always these podcasts and with challenges what challenge would you give to them was it just go on the kickstarter a challenge yeah a call to action would be yeah go to the kickstarter we'll put the link in the description or just go to um kickstarter.com and search for ben tristam or game dev tv or complete drawing course and um find the course and go go back it or at least follow the breadcrumbs you know if you're listening to this podcast after the kickstarter's ended follow it through to the course itself and check it out beautiful the kickstarter's live uh anything else that's important they need to know any link no like, i mean it, it was supposed to be 10th of De november to 10th of december but i published it four days early by mistake i hit a big green button that said go and well, funnily enough it, it went even though i had a scheduled <laughs> even though i had a scheduled start date in there it was kind of weird actually because they have this like start and end date and i had those set and then i hit go and then it started straight away i'm like well why did you ask me a start date but anyway uh it's past the 10th now that's cool um it's past it's like it's like 60 percent funded 50 something percent funded as we speak uh so 10th of december is when it finishes and then the course will be in production after that and it'll be available for pre-purchase at a higher price than the kickstarter after the kickstarter well that's it thanks for listening you can find all gamedev.tv courses at courses.gamedev.tv courses or in the show notes with a 10 percent discount get started with your game development journey today